morning. And Merry Christmas to everybody. It's a good cold morning to be in church together. And uh, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ has been gathering on the Lord's Day, uh, the first day of the week, to remember His resurrection, the pivotal event in all human history uh, since, uh, since Jesus was raised. And so it is a good thing that we are together this morning. Amen? I'm glad you're here for it. We come today to worship the Lord Jesus as we do every Sunday, <clears throat> focusing on the fact that, that God brought him to us in the form of a little bitty baby, about 2,000, best we can figure, uh, best we can figure, about 2,026 years ago. Jesus' 2,026th birthday uh, as, a, as a human who walked the earth with us, but he is the everlasting God. And for somebody who's 2,000, and 26 years old, even older than that, he still lives today, amen? amen? And so we serve a living Savior. We're here to worship him today. I hope you'll give your hearts to it this morning. Isaiah 11 and verse 1, <clears throat> a prophecy, a foretelling of things to come to a people who were hurting, uh, who were longing, who were uh, uh, wounded, who were lost. <clears throat> the Bible says, there shall come forth a shoot from the stump, you know what a stump is, from the stump of Jesse, that would be David's, uh, King David's father. There shall come forth a shoot, a little branch, a little sprout from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. Aren't you glad that God brings dead things to life? And he does so through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we are grateful in your house today. I'm grateful that it's warm in this room, uh, that we're not in the cold this morning. I'm glad that we have the warmth of true Christian fellowship this morning, God. I do thank you, God, for those who are here today. And Father, we are the ones who are blessed to be here in your presence, to remember and to worship the risen Lord Jesus. We thank you that in your strange plan from eternity past, you saw ahead to our deep and great need, and you gave a solution in the, son of your, your, in the form of your son, the Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you for giving of yourself to save us. We're not worthy, Lord, but you have loved us with an everlasting love, and may we find a way to give you gratitude today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, one who is to be a ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore, he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, 
which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Thank you guys. Beautiful. I love the words of scripture that you read for us today and how Jesus uh, is written all over them. I mean, from the very beginning uh, to, the, to the Testament, all through prophecy, we see the, the prophesied Son of God ready to come into our world. I love what Stacy read, the very first section of scripture. Uh, that she read to us, it said, for God himself. That's meaningful to me on Christmas, to know that God didn't delegate somebody to do it or some angel or some lesser thing. It was God himself, not only who put all this into motion, not only who saw and responded to our need, but it was God himself who came. Uh, he became our Savior. And so I praise God this morning that we have such a savior at Christmas time. I was looking at an article this week about <clears throat> Christmas lyrics, and there are some strange Christmas lyrics, aren't there? I've got a few up here that uh, we sing at Christmas, and we don't think anything about them because they're so familiar to us. The first one is Hark the Herald. We just don't talk like that anymore. 
who is Harold and what is harking, I don't know. Uh, round yon virgin, someone says that this encapsulates the whole Christmas story in one phrase, around yon virgin. And so uh, that's uh, a strange when we say, <laughs> sorry. Um, then there's a, a, this, this is a strange one I thought, oh, bring us some figgy pudding. Anybody know what, what that comes from? I think it's, let me see, I've got it here. We wish you a Merry Christmas, I think. Yep. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We won't go till we get some is what the next line is. So bring it what? Right now. That's literally the words of that song. These are carolers going from house to house caroling. And after they've caroled, they want something in return. And apparently it's figgy pudding. You, if anybody made that for me this Christmas, you can give it to somebody else. It'll be <coughs> okay. Now here's my favorite, y'all. Uh, put this in your pocket. What the gladsome tidings be. You know where that comes from? Angels we have heard on high. What the gladsome tidings be. Work that into a conversation this week. Maybe when you're angry, just, just shout it out, you know, what the gladsome tidings be, you know, and see what happens. It, we, it, at Christmas, there are some strange um, things that go on, say, and that, that we sing. Uh, one of the strange lyrics of Christmas that I personally love uh, is we, one that we sang today in a way in a manger, Jesus, Lord, when? At thy birth. That is such a stunning thought to me. That a little baby with his arms wiggling, you know, with no control and uh, uh, learning to walk and, and, and later pulling himself up on, uh, on his mom's furniture, on his mom's garments, and, and figuring that, that Jesus, this tiny baby, born, slippery out into the world, is the Lord of all. He is Lord right there at his birth. That's amazing to me that God would come in the way he did and that Jesus had that lordship right from the beginning. And so I want to look at Jesus' lordship this morning for just a moment. Uh, his lordship is all over the Christmas story. We're going to read that together and look at three ways that we see it. We'll be in Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. <clears throat> in those days... A decree went out from Caesar Augustus. This was a mighty and most powerful of the Caesars. In fact, Augustus was added to his name. He was the first one to have that title. It means God. This Caesar is, is reckoned as a God. In fact, it's inscribed on his statue that's been uncovered there. It says, Savior of the world. This is the, this is the guy in this moment. In those days, a decree went out from all the world should be registered. He exerts power over all the known world. <clears throat> this was the first registration. Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. Can you imagine that setting? I don't know what the glory of the Lord 
literally, physically looks like. But I bet it's big time, don't you? I mean, I bet it was bright. When the Lord Jesus appeared to the Apostle Paul, then Saul, on the road to Damascus, the light was blind. It was a blinding light. Uh, can you imagine you're out in the field there, watching your flocks like you always do? I mean, this is your regular gig. This is your routine. And all of a sudden, there is an angel of the Lord appearing to you. And the glory of the eternal God somehow, some way, is blasting you there in that darkness. And they were rightly filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Can you imagine a multitude of the heavenly host? I mean, that, that means a lot. I mean, there was a bunch of them there. The Bible and the, the Old Testament prophets records a scene of, of uh, all the hosts of God, the angels of God assembling around the throne of God. And it says there, a thousand times a thousand. The meaning there is that they're seemingly endless. And if you can imagine, there's one angel there, the glory of God, and you are with great fear and then the skies peel away and a multitude all of them are there and I don't know what angel voices sound like but I bet they're loud don't you I bet one angel voice is enough but here they go all of them sing glory glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, I bet it took them a minute, but uh, they finally said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem. See this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered, and what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Jesus' lordship at Christmas. We see this in three ways. The first is this. Jesus is lord over the powers. He is lord over the powers. The, the first paragraph, if you will, the first section here is literally just a list of those who are in power right now. We see Caesar Augustus, we see Quirinius, who was the governor, and we see all these townships and villages and regions, all of whom had their own leadership. In a chapter later, we'll see this man named Herod, right? An evil king, Herod, who presided over all this. All throughout this, uh, this scenario here, there are those who are little lords over where they lead over where they belong. And it builds up to this one guy, Caesar Augustus. His real name is Octavian. A brutal Caesar, a brutal leader of Rome. In fact, the peace that they did have was caused by his brutality. It wasn't a peace of peacefulness. It was a peace of 
of squashing people down until they were just afraid. This is a piece of North, the, the peace that North Korea enjoys. Why is there no war in North Korea? Because there's a guy there squashing them down. And that's what's happening right here in this town. And so here we see all this uh, array of rulers and domains listed here. And in comes the Lord Jesus. And God does this in spite of them. In fact, not only does he bring the king of kings and the Lord of lords in spite of them, he uses all of them to bring this to being. I was at Cracker Barrel the other day. You know I have an affinity for Cracker Barrel. And I was there and walking through the, the tables there. Sometimes it's pretty narrow going through there. And, um, I heard uh, there's a sweet old lady, a sweet old man sitting together. And all of a sudden, uh, the lady said, you're just an egg-no-ramus. Dumb. I thought, well, that's sweet. I thought, oh, you know, I hope we have that, you know, when we're, when we're senior adults, you know. But you know where that comes from, don't you? It comes from the little game they were playing. You ever been to Cracker Barrel and seen the little peg game with all the pegs in it? You leave two, I guess it says you're pretty smart. You leave three, you're just plain dumb. You leave four or more, you're an egnoramus, is what it says. <clears throat> I want you to imagine the Lord God. All of these guys here, uh, Caesar Augustus, I'm not even going to call myself Octavius anymore, Caesar Augustus, God, Savior of the world, would be good enough to me. Herod, who loved to lord over his domain, Quirinius, and all listed i want you to imagine the lord god just taking the pegs and putting them as he pleased in order to bring the lord of lords into our world this was no obstacle for him jesus is lord over the powers and i want you to know this morning whatever powers you find yourself facing right now and we all have something going on whatever you're facing i want you to remember that god let Nothing stopped him to get to you. There was no power that he would not move, rearrange, and contort to his will so that he could bring salvation to your life. The same God that subjected all things to his perfect plan at Christmas is alive and available to you today. He's here, and he is Lord. Jesus is Lord of the powers. But secondly, at his birth, Jesus is Lord over the place. He's Lord over the place. These shepherds find themselves in probably the most comfortable place that they've ever been. I mean, they're very familiar with it. I mean, it's day in and day out and night in and night out to them. This is the place that is their domain. It is their territory. Uh, this is the place that they own. And all of a sudden, no permission asked, Jesus breaks in. Angels are declaring the arrival of the Son of God. God didn't come and say, hey, you know, can, can we, I know this is your spot, you know, can I sing here for a moment? Can I send some angels here? Can I, can, can I have a minute of your time to, let, can I share something with you, sir? Ma'am, no, Jesus just breaks in. There's policemen who sit in our parking lot from time to time. In fact, a lot of times they do. Sometimes I'll go out and speak to them, invite them to church, or just uh, say a word of thanks to them. But when I do, they're sitting there in their, in their unit or their car. I always swing wide around, make sure they see me long before I get there. 
Because if you're a policeman sitting somewhere, you, the last thing you want is somebody sneaking up on your window. And so I swing wide around. I give him a, a, a nice wave before I approach the car just to say a quick word to him. I need permission to be in that space. Lord Jesus does not need permission to go where he goes. And he did not seek permission to come into our world. In fact, he chose the very place that he would go. He chose that field, those shepherds, those lowly guys who expected nothing or less than nothing. I mean, he chose the manger, that dirty old spot. It seemed soft and fuzzy to us, but he was out there with the livestock. It stunk. It was bad. I mean, this is a time when everybody everywhere was traveling to their hometown. The hotels were full, and you better believe that the, the courtyards were filled with animals. And so Mary and Joseph just find something somewhere to plop this, this baby Jesus in. And they find a manger. It was not a desirable place. It is not the, the good feelings that we see in a manger scene or a nativity scene. Jesus chose that. And friend, he chose the cross. He went to the cross by his own choice. And I want you to know this morning that there is no place... There is no situation, there is no set of conditions into which Jesus cannot reach in your life. And over not Lord, neither the manger nor the meadow, the cross nor the crown were off limits to Jesus. This morning, this Christmas, I want you to know you have a Savior and he can get to where you're at. Praise God for such a Savior this morning. But lastly, Jesus at his birth. Lord over the peace. It's amazing what God does here. He comes to these shepherds and he pronounces all of this through his angels. They begin singing uh, two things that really don't go together. Glory to God in the highest and peace among those. Glory with peace. Now they were used to glory. Uh, they saw the glory of Rome and the glory of Caesar, Augustus. They, they knew what glory meant. But that glory came at the expense of peace. Uh, he was able to have glory because there was no peace in their hearts. Because they were oppressed. Because they were abused. God brings both at the same time. He brings glory to God in the highest. And because of Jesus... Watching a, a story on TV the other night, um, a documentary, I guess, if you will, of a, an eruption of a volcano, the White Island eruption. Uh, it was in New Zealand. Uh, it was on December 9th, 2019, not that long ago. 47 people were on the island, and 22 of them died in this eruption. It was a big eruption. This is how we bring joy to our Christmas, by watching things like this, but... Um, <laughs> Massive eruption. People weren't expecting it. There were tours on the island. People were going on tours right up to the crater where you could look down into this steaming pit of a, a volcano. And all of a sudden, <clears throat> on that day, uh, it decided to, to erupt. And there were 47 people on the island, and a, a group of 15 had just stepped onto their boat going off of the island. And as they went out into the water, all of a sudden, they saw the clouds go up, the steam and the gases all cover the island. Uh, just a, a hideous sight. And they began to 
viruses on the boat. Looking back as this cloud, uh, if, you can, if you can see it in your mind, this cloud just spread over the whole island and began to come as if reaching out for those on the boat. And with all the cell phones out and all the, uh, the iPhones taking pictures, you can hear voice after voice. And here's what they're saying. Uh, uh, over and over again, even in the documentary it's recorded, they were saying, Jesus. And it wasn't profane in this moment. Now, people use the name Jesus as a, as a profanity. They, they use it lightly. But in this moment, there was a, a legitimate pleading there by people who were not religious. Some of them later would say, I'm not normally religious. I'm not normally a person of faith. But in this moment, you would hear them say, Jesus and then you hear someone say, oh, Jesus Christ. And then you say, someone would say, oh, God. And you say, and someone would say, dear Jesus. Over, I'm not exaggerating, over and over, layered upon layer, you would hear pleading in the desperation. Some things are too big for us. Some things are too powerful for us. And we manage day-to-day -day stuff. And we may not be religious, and some people may not be people of faith, and we're able to get by on that until we're confronted with something that is, is, threatens to swallow us. And we realize how small we are. And in that moment, you can hear those people making that realization. And in a, with no other name to claim, with no doctor to call, with no, no rescue boat to call, with nothing, they simply call out, the name, the name, Jesus. Listen, Jesus can bring peace when nothing else can, when all hope is lost. There are moments like this one that we described that reveal this truth to us. We need both the glorious strength of God's everlasting arms, but we also need the peace that brings us to him as a loving Father, and it is found nowhere outside of Jesus Christ. He is the only name that we can name. The Bible says, under all of heaven, he is the only name that brings salvation. It is nowhere outside of the Son of God. And so that's who we have today. That's the baby. That's the manger. That's the child. It is the Lord of all lords. It is Jesus the son of God and so this Christmas I thank God we have just such a Lord I thank God we're going to leave here as this without Jesus there's no peace there's no power there's no salvation there's no comfort there's no fellowship there's no heaven but Jesus is just not Lord at Christmas he is Lord of all rejoice in that rejoice in that today and take that with you, not just for this season, but for the rest of your year, for the rest of your life. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning on Christmas that we have the chance as those that you have redeemed, as those that you have claimed as your own, we have the chance this morning to look beyond the, the, the superficial, beyond the celebrations, and to see who you are. Thank you, God, so much for giving us your son, the Lord Jesus. And thank you that he didn't stop at the to the cross for us. Heavenly Father, uh, we are hopeless without him. And so I pray today that he would be worshipped in our hearts and in this place. 
And I pray, God, that as we leave here, uh, you would change our hearts. Make us more like Give us a new year that we're determined to live under the lordship of Jesus Christ. That it would make a difference in our lives. That we would have joy because of him and access and peace to God the Father. That we, we would obey you and reflect you in this broken world. That others would see Jesus because of us. We thank you for this today. And we offer it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand and sing. And as we do, if you've got a decision to make or a prayer to make, you feel free to respond.